So here's an experiment. And hi, this is Evan, by the way. The experiment is that I have an eight-sided die in my hands, and I have assigned a topic to each number on the die. What I'm thinking is I will talk about whatever I roll. Sound good? Oh, and also, this is a track I found on YouTube called Orba Ambient Synth Jam. I hope that's cool with you. And um, with that, let's do our first roll. One. Uh, one is I make up a story, which is great because I was planning to tell you a story anyway about street lamps that slowly started to disconnect from the poles to which they were attached all across a major metropolitan city we all know but for the sake of universality I won't name and it was a sight that took a lot of people by surprise There was a question as to whether or not there was a giant magnet flying through the air and people immediately contradicting that, saying, well, what kind of magnet would just specifically target the tops of lamps? And it didn't strike anyone as being a kind of sci-fi story either, the notion that these were all tiny little spaceships with tiny little aliens just sort of gently lifting up off the ground, which returns us to our central point. We have something that we can't explain, and we're left wondering why. And I'll return to that in a bit, but I'm going to roll the die again. That is a seven. <laughs> For seven... For some reason, don't ask me why, I put down, talk about candy. I could have been responding in true, uh, I need something to talk about fashion by virtue of me looking over at my dining room table to my right, which has a huge and full bowl of candy right there. Um, and it's full because we didn't get any trick-or-treaters this year, which now leaves me with an age-old conundrum uh, that stretches back to the beginnings of time. I mean, this is something that our ancestors thought about, our ancestors worried about, you know, in addition to staying up at night out of fear that predators would attack their livestock the strongest men were always put through the challenge of what to do with the candy they had inherited from their forefathers if you go into uh, caves across the world in addition to seeing these little stick figurines hunting buffalo you will see stick figurines with arms full of bonbons and uh, Milky Way bars and Babe Ruth's 
and uh, lots of little question marks sort of sketched out above their heads. Um, you know, in addition to... It's one of the fundamental problems of the universe. What do we do with all this candy? And with that, I'm going to roll again. That is a three. Uh, talk about what you're reading. I'm reading quite a lot at the moment. Um, two things that I have been reading for something that amounts to leisure have been uh, Alice Munro's Who Do You Think You Are? and Post-Colonial Love Poem by Natalie Diaz. Um, I think they're both tremendous. Um, I think that reviews of post-colonial uh, love poem that speak about the forcefulness and the impact that one feels upon reading these poems, those reviews are pretty much right on the money. There is a there is an emotional bluntness to these poems. And um, I know that sounds abstract, but for anyone who will sit down and read the book, you will see that that is indeed accurate. And as for Alice Munro, I mean, what can you say? There are so many fascinating, wonderful things in any Alice Munro book. I mean, take the, the story at the beginning of this collection, Royal Beatings. I'm not going to read the, the whole thing. I just want to point out um, on my page two, on the first full paragraph on the second page, in the middle of the first full, full paragraph, rather, we have the line, during the depression, people cannot afford to pay more, perhaps, but he, that is the father in the story, continued the practice through the war, through the years of prosperity after the war, until he died. It, what's fascinating about that is the way in which it flags a certain aspect of time. We are on the second page of the story. The main character's father has passed away. On page three, one, two, three, third paragraph, bottom of the page, quote, from the shed came not only coughing, but speech, a continual muttering, reproachful or encouraging, usually, excuse me, usually just below the level at which separate words could be made out. The dead father comes back to life in less than a page, and there is no deliberate framing of this. It is told matter-of-factly, or if not matter-of-factly, it is a matter-of-factness that is comprehensive, um, that understands the way 
memories and stories are almost exclusively non-linear. Um, well, not exclusively. What am I saying? I should just roll, shouldn't I? Two. Talk about politics. Oh boy. Um, I think it is supremely silly that Terry McAuliffe ran a corporatist campaign for the governorship of Virginia that didn't coordinate with any existing infrastructure that already existed within the state. I also saw some discussion from people who have a better perspective on these things that the McAuliffe campaign actively sidelined people who didn't endorse them in the primary. So not only did you have someone run a corporatist campaign, you had someone run a corporatist campaign without engaging anyone. It was as if the campaign was born in a corporate boardroom and never left. And yes, Terry McAuliffe did win the primary, but it is still true that this campaign that he ended up running and losing was never a campaign about anything that Democrats had accomplished in Virginia over the past few years. The state abolished the death penalty under the Democrats. They passed an LGBTQ non-discrimination bill. They legalized recreational marijuana, repealed harmful abortion restrictions, and implemented a red flag gun control law. They also capped the price of insulin, provided in-state help for tuition, and more. And McAuliffe didn't run on this. If you are someone who lives on Twitter, and especially if you are someone who lives on uh, Virginia political Twitter, you will have noticed that the Virginia Democratic Party sent out mailers that were pretending to be Donald Trump endorsements of Glenn Youngkin under the thinking that fear of Donald Trump would presumably push Democratic voters to the polls. It didn't. Okay, let's roll another one. No, I already talked about that, so we're gonna roll again, and... No, I already... Oh, hey. Will you look at that? Lights are floating by my door. I'll go get some candy. And, uh... 
hopefully see you all soon. Have a good week, okay?